Own Your Creativity, Episode 77. Don't let anything hold you back. Every Anything is doable. Anything is achievable. I had only intended to run away for a year and then I was going to run away back home. But after I did this, once you do it once, you can do it many times. I'm Elizabeth Johnston, and I'm here to help you unlock your creative potential so that you think, feel, and do better in life and at work. Have you been inspired by the Own Your Creativity podcast? Then I invite you to show your support today by becoming a patron of the Own Your Creativity podcast. Just go to bit.ly forward slash creativity patron to find out more. Your monthly pledge will make a huge difference. Before today's interview, I want you to think about two words, garlic and poetry. What? Yeah, I know. But I've been immersed in both this summer. First, there were the Facebook poetry contests I ran for the St. Anne de Bellevue Garlic Festival that's coming up this Saturday, August 26th. The Facebook ones were all short forms like Heineku and Haiku, a different one each week, and each week there was a semi-finalist. All six semi-finalists go on to the final round at the festival this Saturday where people can vote for their favorite. Then there's the other poetry contest, a longer form poem of up to 20 lines. I'll be choosing the winner for that and will announce the winner along with the People's Choice Award winner at noon on stage at the Garlic Festival. The prize for the long form poem is a $100 gift basket. The prize for the Facebook finalist is a $20 market gift certificate and a t-shirt. And both winners will be invited on the podcast to read their winning poem and chat about their participation in the contest. So look for that episode coming soon. And if you want more information about what I'm up to at the festival, as well as ways to cultivate your writing, go to ownyourcreativity.com forward slash cultivate. If you're in the Montreal area and want to come visit me at the St. Anne de Bellevue Garlic Festival, even better. We can chat about your writing goals and keep the vampires away at the same time. In today's episode, I'm talking with Carolee Clerk, a woman who did all the conventional things in life, got married, had kids, and a career, then divorced. And then she ran away from home to become a writer. (laughs) And it's because of that chutzpah that I just had to interview her. Because who among us don't secretly wish, at least some of the time, that we could just up stakes and run away with the circus, right? I came across you, as I was saying, um, you know, because I was surfing on the net and I thought, I just have to meet this person who who has made good on what a lot of people wish that they could do and, uh, you know, talk to you about what it's been like. And so, but first, I'd really like to hear from you about what your life was like before you made this decision. What was like the lead up to making that decision? Uh well, I, I was uh, I was living a, a rather normal life. Uh, I lived in Waterloo, and I at that time I was I was teaching at college, and I've been freelance writing for about ten years, but for for the corporate world, and I had a major life change, and I um, for two. So my husband and I split up, and. I just continued as I was for two years. And um, after two years of it, I mean, my, my sons are all, I have three sons, they're in their 20s, they 
flown the coop. And uh, there I was just living a rather, I call it a rather ordinary Lululemon life. Um, and I decided I wanted to have an, I want two things. I wanted to have an adventure. I wanted to live somewhere uh, completely different from where I lived. And I wanted a, a different kind of life. And I wanted to pursue my dream to be a writer. I've, I've written all my life, but I've never focused on it uh, exclusively. So um, I actually applied to a program in Halifax. It's a, a master's uh, MA of fine arts in creative nonfiction in which you write a book. So there was a whole confluence of things happening, and I just decided that uh, not only was I going to write a book and go into this program, I was going to leave my former life and try something new and different. I chose to move to, I was looking at all kinds of places to live. I, I uh, Again, I wanted a different experience. So I was looking way up north, um, you know, the West Coast, etc. But I, I had a trip to Halifax uh, in the fall of 2014. And I absolutely fell head over heels. So I decided Halifax was the place. Um, so essentially, I quit I quit my job, I put my house up for sale, I sold it, I put everything in a storage container. Uh, I Online, I ended up renting a, a teeny tiny little 500 square foot flat, which was about a uh, two minute walk from the ocean in downtown Halifax, and packed up a container of stuff and hightailed it out here. So how did you decide what to take with you? <laughs> well, I had a very small place, so I had 500 square feet. I, uh, I, you know, I, so I, I didn't have a big space to fill, so I didn't have to bring a lot of stuff. Most of my belongings, I actually back in Waterloo, I, I rented a, a shipping container, so everything went into the shipping container except for you know the basics of dresser and clothing and some kitchen stuff, etc. So I brought a very small amount of stuff and my dog, and uh, my best friend drove across uh, the country with me and got myself set up, and off she went. So when I came here, I, I, uh, my, my, my youngest son was actually doing one last year at NASCAD. So he was the only person I knew. And I knew no one. I had no network. I had no contacts. I had no work. I just had this, this dream that I wanted to write and that I wanted to try out another life. So you so, you sold your house, and I suppose you got some funds from that. So um, you were able, to, and maybe you had savings. You were able to live off of that while you were figuring things out in in Halifax. I did, and I also, as a, a freelance writer, had a couple clients that I just small jobs, writing jobs that I that I kept. And I actually, so I've been here two years. Uh, the uh, I thought I was only coming for a year, but then I decided to stay. So in the the uh, last year, I actually had a small contract. So I'm funded, yes, partially by uh, savings and a bit of the equity for my house, and then I've been doing some work as well. So that's but I live a very I've you know as I said I wanted a different life. I live a very very different life than I did in my former life. So I don't have 
You know, I don't have a grandiose lifestyle. It doesn't cost a lot of money to keep myself afloat at all. So um, do you still live in that 500-square-foot place? I, I don't. I am actually in a house right now. So I was in that place, and I'm now in a house. I live a very, I call it a peculiar life. Uh, so uh, my youngest son, who is uh, 25 this week, and his girlfriend live here. And then I have a nephew. So I, I'm kind of like this magnet that I'm bringing people out here. So my nephew is now going to school here as well. So he's living here as well. So the four of us are living here in this house. So I'm kind of going backwards in life. You know, I <laughs> went from being, you know, I was, I don't know, I like to say I was like the most averagely, ragingly average woman I had kids, uh, job, taking care of them. I lived in suburbia. And now here I am in this strange life where I live with a bunch of 20-somethings in the <laughs> middle. The area I live in, have you been to Halifax? I have, yes. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so I live very close to downtown. It's the farthest thing from suburbia you could possibly ever find, Um it's uh, eclectic. I go to bed with the sound of sirens in my ears every night. <laughs> uh, so it's a, it's a very, very different life. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, it's a start over life. Just wish I was about 30 years younger, but so nonetheless, you, I'll take it, take you, it now. Do you wish that you had have done this earlier? Um. You know, twenty twenty hindsight, but, uh, you know, maybe I couldn't have done it earlier. Mm. Maybe, you know, of course, you know, I think coulda, woulda, shouldas, right? That's part of getting older as you, you your fears drop away and you think, well, why was I afraid of doing that? Uh, the funny thing is, is since I've, uh, uh, since I, I've, I've done this, I've, I've lost all fears. So, for example, I, you know, I, I'm a very, very social person, and I moved here, and I didn't know a single, so, a single person. So, I, I launched this little thing. I call it Project Friend, and essentially, uh, my goal was in a year. I, I was hoping to stay longer than a year, but I knew I needed, I needed a, the social context to, to stay here because, as I said, I, 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 I like people. I like meeting people. So. I launched, I call it Project Friend, and basically I kind of, I my goal was to uh, find friends and generate a social circle, so I s spent a year, you know, if I would meet someone and think, hey, I kind of click with them, and I, I, tell, I call them my targets, <laughs> and I would pursue a friendship with them, which means, you know, I, I had to do all the work. I mean, nobody who's got an established life is, is looking to make friends. But I would kind of just follow up with it. I was very tenacious. Um, and at the end of the day, after a year of living here, I have a very, you know, pretty robust social circle based on just putting myself out there. And I never say no to anything. And, you know, the, the, the product of that, that is I have lots of friends now. So, and, you know, is that, is that something I could have done before? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. And and during this making friends phase, um, you were writing at the same time? Yeah. What did, you, been, what did you work on? 
So I have a well. I actually the blog that you that you um, found. I I when I start. So I started it the day I moved from my hometown here, and I made a commitment that I would write in, um, a post once a week for a year. So uh, and I, I'm not sure how far back you went, but most of my posts I I wanted to do posts that were more stories. So they all have beginning, middle, end, and you know, most of them, the shortest one is probably 1,200 words, and they'll go up to 3,000 words. I, I really wanted to do standalones that go from week to week. So I was uh, doing the writing for the blog, and then I was, I began to write a book. And so I spent it about six or eight months writing, working on a manuscript, and then I kind of changed the tact I was taking and I began to rewrite it last September so uh, I've been working on as I said the weekly blogs I write and then I've been working on this manuscript for the last two years um, so I write uh, God I, I, I write constantly I've, I've yeah, are you a writer as well I am yes and I teach writing yeah you teach writing where do you teach writing at Concordia and as a freelancer Oh, okay. So I'm, I've am i been writing, you know, as soon as I learned to read, I began to write, and I've not stopped since. So in addition to writing my blogs and writing the book, I'm always writing other essays, and I write a little fiction as well. So been working on all of those, um, focusing on all of those in the last couple of years. And but so primarily the blog and the manuscript. And... During that first year, was there ever moments of doubt that you couldn't do this oh. or it was a mistake? <laughs> How about yesterday? <laughs> I'm riddled with... <laughs> you know, it's pretty hard to write a book. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know a writer who doesn't have those moments so yeah oh my god so many times I I've thought what the hell am I doing why am I doing this but you know at the end of the day I can't not do it I I um as I when you know when I applied to the MFA program I wrote that I've been writing all my life and most of it has lived in a box and uh you know I wanted to take it out of the box for the first time in my life but, yeah, I mean, what I've learned about, uh, you know, writing in terms of the publishing world, like any other creative endeavor, uh, you know, it's a tiny little percentage that ever gets published. So, yeah, I have plenty of self-doubts. I don't know if I'm ever going to get published, yet I've spent two years working on a manuscript. Um so constantly, you know, and I'm, I balance that self-doubt with, you know, I made this decision to focus on this. And uh, I find what kind of gets me through the um, times of self-doubt is I sit my butt in my chair and I write. And that's what kind of, even if I, that eventually puts it at bay. Yeah. But yeah. I don't constantly. remember who said this, but um, they said that, um, I always write when I'm inspired. Luckily, I'm, I'm inspired every day at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
I exactly. I uh, I get up between oh five and six, and uh, I have my coffee, and I usually write for an hour or two every morning. Then I go for a run, and then I spend. I don't know. It depends on the day, and it depends on I'm working. So I am doing some freelance work right now, you know. But I'm at my type. I'm at my keyboard, you know, eight to ten hours a day. Yeah, you can't wait for the muse. Yeah, I don't. I, there is no such animal as the muse anymore. Or I don't. I don't know that there ever was. I never believed there was. I, I believe writing is is work. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I've actually since I've moved here, I've I've made a lot of writer friends, some of whom are are, are well published authors as well. And uh, you know, it's funny, even though they've published and I haven't, our our perspective in, uh, on the whole writing process is very very similar. And did you go to New York City? Yes. And meet Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. <laughs> Well, no, I, I already knew him. Okay. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Well, I I really admire his writing, and I, I thought, oh, my goodness, she's met him, and she knows him. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I met him um, <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of funny because I stalked him. <laughs> <laughs> I convinced him to be involved in a conference I was working on, and so I, I met him. Yeah, actually, it's a, it was I met him in um, in uh, uh, two thousand seven, and um, coincidentally, and nothing to do with knowing him, I'm also friends with his mom. Oh my goodness! So, and so that's yeah. why I thought at the end of the video you said, "And by the way, your mom wants to know when you're coming over." <laughs> Yeah, his mom, I talk, I actually write about Joyce, uh, she lives in Waterloo, and uh, so I see her every time I go home, I just saw her this last, I was back in Ontario about, I got back about a week or two ago, and I saw Joyce, she's also a published author, by the way, she also wrote a book. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, published in the 70s or 80s, so yeah, Malcolm, I love his writing too, I fell in love with his writing long before I ever met him. Yeah, he's a, a interesting, interesting human as well. So, yeah. in terms of your your writing, um, do you have um, authors that inspire you, or that you know you aspire to be like, or, mm. uh, or that well, influence I'm you? A, uh, I'm a voracious. I'm a voracious reader. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my. Um, some of my books. I have some of my favorites up here. Um, I don't know if it's inspire or definitely not emulate, but appreciate. So um, the last probably five or six years, I've, you know, I was always a fiction hound, but I read a lot more nonfiction these days. And obviously I wrote, I wrote a memoir. So I read a lot of memoirs, but I'm just looking at my, um, I actually, I just, I just read uh, Mary Louise Parker's "Dear Mister You." Have you read that? No, not yet. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it's very very good, and I've got H's for Hawk up there. Um, I I'm just constantly reading. Uh, for me, part of you know, reading is my homework for writing. Um, 
So there's not one that I can pluck out of the air. There's so many that I love. I love, you know, I love Dorothy Parker. No, that's yeah. fiction. But have you read Dorothy <laughs> yeah, Parker? Read yeah. yeah, sitting here. Uh, of course, I love Malcolm's work. And um, oh, Murakami. I never say his name right. Murakami. Hakumi Murakami. So I've reading is just an ongoing process. I have many authors I enjoy that I go back to. I have my favorites that I reread, um, and I also read a, 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 a lot of long form essays. Uh, I have kind of my favorites uh, sites that I go to and read essays, but what I can't your, really cite anyone in particular. What are your favorite sites to read? Longform uh, longform.org. Oh, okay. Have you have you ever gone? I used to like Arts and Letters. I don't like it so much anymore. Uh, I also like Aeon. Um, I have in my favorites a whole host of them. But yeah, longform.org is an aggregate. So they aggregate long-form essays from, you know, the, the uh, Atlantic and uh, the New Yorker and uh, the Walrus. And, oh, um, that's Harper's. really cool. Because I it love Harper's is. and The New Yorker. Those are my two favorite magazines. I read those on a regular basis. But it'd be great to go to a place that aggregates uh, all of them. Yeah. Mm. And they often have uh, different themes as well. You know, funnily enough. Um, so I also, I, I read all those magazines. And I have scores of magazines that I that I read all the time. And oftentimes a lot of the articles that are aggregated, I've already read by the time they put them together. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, yeah, the advance, yeah. the the vanguard there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, and I'm you know I uh, I work a lot. Uh, I often go to the library as well. And then, uh, have you been to the Halifax Library? No, I haven't. Oh, okay, it's it's phenomenal. Um, but they have a huge section with. Uh, hundreds of magazines, so I'll I'll grab those and take them back and and read them as well. I I uh, do you read fiction or nonfiction? I do. I read both. Yeah, you read both. What are you reading right now? Um, well, I'm actually reading Jeff Goins' book, um, um, which uh, Real Artists Don't Starve. That's what I'm reading oh, right now. Real Artists Don't Starve. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> I Just want. True. I, I want. Mean, I want it to be true. You know, it's like it's, it almost seems. It. Yeah. <laughs> but you you teach and yeah. then you do yeah. this podcast as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, which I have lots of questions about, but I know you're interviewing me. I'd rather interview you, <laughs> to be honest. I don't think I'm really that interested. <laughs> well, um, if there's, and I know there are people out there listening. Um, to this that that wish that they could do something like that what would what would your advice be to them if they wanted to you know just run away and write uh, <laughs> first of all I'm going to say uh, do it I uh, there is now that I've done it there was n there's no reasons not to do it um, so uh, my advice is to uh, don't let anything hold you back. Every anything is doable. Anything is achievable. And uh, you know, as I said, I I had only intended to run away. I thought I was going to run away for a year, and then I was going to run away back home. But after I did this, 
you know, and I've decided to stay. I don't know how long I'm going to stay. My my blog is called Carolee of No Fixed Address. I have no intention of changing that because this isn't my fixed address either. Once you do it once, you can do it many times. Um, so don't be afraid. Um, at, you know, leaving everything behind, it's, it's always going to be there. When I think about the reasons that I... Uh, was a, I don't know if the word is afraid to do this, but what held me back was was all these ties to to my life. But what I found out in the in the in the reality of doing this is that that the ties that that mattered have become so strong with the distance. I'm I'm so connected still to friends um, back in my hometown more so than I probably was when I lived there. While others perhaps have faded away, but uh, you know, don't be afraid of new beginnings. They they are wonderful, and one door just leads to another. Don't say no to possibilities. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. I do have, in addition to running away, I have this thing where I never say no to anything. So. Uh, Last night, actually, a friend said, come away to Wolfville and stay at my friend's place and we'll go for a bike ride. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And off I went. And I had the most wonderful night. I met two incredibly wonderful women. I was with my friend Donna Morsey, who is a, an author, by the way. We uh, had dinner. One of the uh, women um, plays uh, guitar and sang, and it was just. And then we went for this amazing bike ride this morning. And you know, I had many reasons for not being spontaneous, but my modus operandi now is is yes. And I have met so many people. I've been linked up to new opportunities. Doors just keep opening for having that that attitude. Yeah, and it's I, fun. Well, I I <laughs> I noticed that propensity, I guess, when I I sent you a message asking you to be on the on the show, and and you didn't even reply to say, oh yes, that's you know lovely or whatever. You just made the appointment. <laughs> <laughs> wind up in a lot of trouble (laughs) it's it's all worked out well and actually uh and i'll write about this in my next blog uh did you read the spain blog post that i wrote yes i did yes yeah i mean that was the most insane one of the most insane things i've done thus far but yeah i'm going away this weekend to some writers festival in in uh, new brunswick and i my friend Donna's just kind of taking me along for the ride, and yeah. Sounds well, wonderful. you know what? Life is short. It is. Um, it's so short. It's so short. And I'm and living a, as I call it, a Lululemon life was, you know, all about everything being the same. And I'm in my fifties, and I like everything being different, which is what, which is what running away afforded me. Uh, as well, it's given me a lot of writing material because uh, <laughs> so I got things to write about every single week uh, between my current 
crazy living situation, never saying no, the writing, etc. I, 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 I have had more fun in the last two years than probably the last 20 years in doing this. I encourage, uh, you know, everyone out there to give it a try, no matter how old you are. Besides, there's lots of books these days about older people running away from home. I just really did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's just lovely to hear about your story and so inspiring. And who knows, maybe I'll be running away someplace soon. <laughs> hey, if you need any tips, let me know. <laughs> I'll give you a to-do list about how to do it. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> I might take you up on that. <laughs> Well, lovely to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope you will join me in the support of creativity by becoming a patron today at bit.ly forward slash creativity patron. Until next time, own your creativity so that you think, feel and do better in your personal and professional life.